Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at our website, horrormakesushappy.com. Before we get started, a little information for you and the listeners. This is the trigger warning section. We're going to be talking about horror culture, horror movies, dark and macabre things, which could involve anything from murder, rape, suicide, child abuse, and F-bombs. And F-bombs. And C-bombs and D-bombs and B-bombs and all the bombs. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe think about it and come back or listen to something else. But if you like that kind of shit, listen to us talk about all kinds of fucked up shit. Like that. Like that. And now with that out of the way, today's guest is Ron Bonk, writer, producer, and director, best known for such works as House Shark, Sharks of the Corn, and uh, owner and producer of SRS Cinema. Welcome, Ron. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> Deja again. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a glitch in the uh, Yes. Anything you want to <laughs> plug before we get into the call? Oh, me? Oh, no, I mean, he did get, he did get it all this time, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, SRS Cinema stuff, we can uh, we can link to that on your bio on the Horror Makes Us Happy page. Thank you. Um, so in this interview, we'll be asking three sets of questions covering your childhood, teenage years, and adulthood to find out what it is about horror that you like. Um, coming at it from these different directions helps sometimes trigger memories that you'd forgotten. Um, but that said, it's not meant to be a therapy session. So if there's anything that you don't want to talk about, just say pass. Okay. Uh, having said that... Uh, Let's start with childhood. What are some of your earliest memories of scary things? Um, uh, well, the, the probably the most obvious one, the one that usually um, um, you know uh, comes out first, is uh, is seeing Jaws in theaters at a, at a young right. age. Um, you know, it was like seven, eight at the time. Um, you know, had a, a, a huge influence on me in terms of um, um, really kind of think kickstarting that love of cinema. You know, that was later solidified with um, Star Wars. You know, I didn't really look at Jaws, I think, so much as a horror movie back at the time. You know, to me, horror movies were, you know, uh, I think stuff that was maybe a little bloodier or seedier. You know, this was a, you know, a big budget movie, but, um, you know, it did scare the hell out of me. And That is fair. I mean, Jaws was considered a blockbuster, which really horror yeah, movies the, weren't considered blockbusters back then. It, it changed oh, yeah, the releases and, be, you know, yeah. became yeah. the number one movie and changed how movies you know, were put into theaters. And that's another good point that Jaws was really not very bloody. It was really more about the suspense and the story and the characters. There, there was bloody moments in it, which were shocking for me at the time, you know, like the yeah. severed leg, you know, falling down in the water, the guy's head popping into the hole in the boat. Uh, yeah. Not to say you know, it the, wasn't without its gore. The fleshy pieces of Quint on the shark's teeth, you know, but, but they didn't, um, you know, they added to it as opposed to not being, you know, what it was about. A lot of right. slasher movies in the 80s were accused of just being, you know, um, these gore, you know, vehicles. After seeing with no plot. Well, Jaws had a plot, you know, an amazing plot. It was amazingly shot and amazingly acted. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm afraid to go in the ocean because of that movie. But I also, you know, love cinema because of that movie. And it's a movie I can rewatch over and over again um, and always. Um, uh, uh, enjoy it and discover something new about it that I missed prior or, you know, or appreciate something, you know, that maybe I catch prior or missed prior. Um, and it just, you know, I don't get sick of the moments I do love in it. You know, I just, you know, I'll watch it and wonder every time. Cause I'd be like, you know, this movie is perfect in so many ways. And, 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 you know, it's like marveling at an amazing, you know, piece of artwork, a painting or a photograph that you just like, this is just, uh, you're just stunned, you know, by how, well, everything comes together. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. So Jaws, anything else? Sorry, you were going to say something, Chris? No, I just said agreed. Um, uh, Halloween, you know, uh, I, I'd seen it on TV and it was the first time I was really, you know, introduced to a movie with, um, you know, that the, the human 
uh, killer. You know, know, yeah, the, the human wasn't like nature attacking us, attacking us. It was, you know, mm-hmm. one of our own. And this idea of, you know, the, this unstoppable force of evil, you know, that uh, kills without feeling and remorse and, um, you know, can take like, you know, six bullets to the chest and, and live, you know, um, um, you know, my, I remember watching it with my uh, uh, brothers and my mom and my mom saying after like, oh, there's really people like that in the world. And that had, you know, that was it was shocking and scary to hear something like that. And I don't know how realistic it was. I mean, I know there's guys who are in LSD who have, you know, exhibit amazing, you know, moments of strength, you know, where it takes several people to hold them down. I don't know of anyone who can survive six bullets to the chest, if that's even possible. But but still, the, the idea that that, you know, at the time thinking like that was possible, was a very scary thought, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were two um, um, big key moments. And, uh, you know, as we were talking before, you know, when we weren't recording, <laughs> it reminded me or, you, or it reminded me that, you know, I'd also grown up um, watching Saturday afternoon matinee. Uh, Monster Matinee, which was a, a local show, you know, they, they, like a host uh, and and his sidekick who would introduce, you know, horror movies and a lot more Godzilla movies. And I have this love of Godzilla movies, you know, f- especially from my childhood. I, I would always be like, let it be another Godzilla movie, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, every so often a new one pop up I'd never seen before. I had no idea how many Godzilla movies had been made. Um, but every so often, you know, there'd be a, a horror movie mix in there. And, and, you know, usually it was like a Roger Corman one. And I mentioned like uh, buckets of blood you know it was a different type of movie than i'd ever seen before and um you know it was it was scary and funny i don't know if i appreciated the humor of it back then but you know it, it was um uh you know also the you know this character was just getting him in deeper deeper getting himself in deeper and deeper you know it was uh, it was a different sort of tale and i think you know that helped lay that groundwork of of appreciation and love for horror you know uh you mentioned your mother <clears throat> was she a horror fan no, no, she wasn't. Um, uh, she had uh, a copy of The Exorcist, the book, you know, um, on her nightstand, I remember. And I hadn't seen the movie until many years later. But, the, you know, the imagery on it was scary, this sort of ghostly face girl. Um, and, uh, you know, that helped conjure up. Uh, and, you know, I'd read the, the blurb on it. And I knew a little bit about the movie. That helped conjure up, you know, um, imagery, imagery in my own head. You know, I knew about the possibility of people getting possessed, you know, I grew up Catholic. So, you know, that was, um, you know, something that had been discussed and, and, you know, knowing that there was this sort of case, you know, out there that was fairly recent, you know, mm-hmm. the, the story of Jesus, you know, curing the guy, um, um, Lazarus, you know, who was possessed. Uh, but, no. but, you know, that was an ancient story in the Bible. This was yeah. something that had happened fairly recently, you know, and, um, yeah, so like similar to Michael Myers, it had that uh, realistic yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah, I think you know the the real horror. Uh, you know, I love monster stuff like that, but the real horror can be so much scarier. You know, the the idea that we're not safe. You know, in our own homes, working walking down our own streets. You know, uh, man is the real monster. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, or man lets the real monster in. You know, like yeah. playing with a Ouija board or something. Right. Um, but but no, she wasn't. I mean, I mentioned she watched Halloween with us. You know. Um, but, which no, she wouldn't seek out horror movies. And, and, and uh, mm. did you have any other family members or friends who were horror fans? Um, my I have three brothers, my older two brothers, you know, would watch them, but you know, not were into them as much as me. But uh, my younger brother, um, you know, he he got into the horror movies too a bit, and again, not to the extent I did, but um, you know, we would um, 
you know, watch stuff together on TV that we'd, you know, come across. Um, we're just flipping through the channels, you know, so we have some favorites and trying to think of some, like only Beastmaster mm-hmm. jumps out, which is, you know, I guess kind of, you know, it's got some horror elements mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, and, but, but probably the biggest uh, influence was outside of say like classmates at school um, was um, uh, my mom babysat these two kids across the street who they're, uh, um, they were the types who would go see every movie this before home video, every movie in theaters or drive in, like, you know, especially if it was a big kid, like star Wars or something like a dozen times or 18 times, you know, it was a crazy amount of times. And so they had seen jaws before, you know, we had seen it and told us the whole story. And then like, so we play it in the backyard. I, you know, I lived on a lake and, you know, so we'd act out jaws all one summer and do our own sequels and stuff. And then they saw star Wars before we saw star Wars and we play star Wars and jaws. And then later they saw alien before we saw, uh, before I saw it, I didn't see it until I think it came on HBO and stayed up for like a midnight, you know, viewing of it. <clears throat> you know, it actually my mom's help. You know, she knew I wanted to see the movie. Um, so she made sure I woke up to see it and stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, so we'd act out Alien and do our own sequels and come up with our own story ideas. So, you know, they had a big influence because hearing them tell the story, mm. you know, and not, you know, and having to visualize it, obviously, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, that what you imagine in your head is so much scarier. In many cases, it was. I mean, these movies always lived up, those particular ones especially, you know, lived up to the hype for me. But, um, uh, but, um, but it was still kind of fun to, to visualize you know, I've forgotten now what they were, but to visualize what, you know, was actually happening on screen as they told the story and then to see it and see how, um, you know, different it was. You know, so. Kind of a spoken word version of reading the book than watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about this some more, that may have been um, in before we were recording, we were talking about how uh, for you, it was love at first sight, it not there was no real dividing line where it was fear initially. And then you came to enjoy it later. Um, and I'm wondering if this right. is part of the reason why it might've been because these neighbors were basically telling you all about it before you even got to see the movie. So I'm wondering right. if, you know, some of the things that they told you kind of influence, not just influence, but you know, like uh, spoilers, um, you know, so like, Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, then I knew scary stuff. I knew maybe scary moments were yeah. coming. But again, uh, when you're talking about this line, the movies, the scary movies were never something that I watched. And I was like, this is too scary. And I want to, I don't want to ever watch it again. And then years later came mm-hmm. back to, you know, when I, from the very you know, earliest horror movies that I would see or hear about, you know, I went right into them wanting to uh, see them for myself and then see more. You know, it was never. Right. Um, but I mean, the prompting. Uh, never a transition. The, so. What I mean is the prompting of, in your mind, to view it as excitement rather than horror may have been influenced sure. by the fact that these kids were excited about it. And that's what they focused on. Sure. At least in part. I mean, there was, you know, the. Uh, it probably went hand in hand with, you know, the other things I mentioned, like the Saturday afternoon matinees and, um, and, um, I mentioned prior, I don't think I mentioned during this conversation, like, uh, there was a friend at school who had detailed like all the Jason movies, which those guys hadn't seen, you know, um, uh, and it wasn't always horror with just them, you know, uh, uh, Star Wars was a sci-fi, but, you know, all these things kind of came together at the same time to just, you know, keep pushing it forward and build the fascination. I just remember being very, you know, uh, uh, enthralled with, um, with these movies and these plots and these different stories that, you know, it wasn't seeing, you know, every day from, 
you know, the TV shows and the Sunday night, you know, movies or whatever, the Friday night movies that would play on TV, you know, were very safe and very, you know, TV, especially back then was, I remember a lot of nights just being like, oh, there's nothing to watch. And I'd be watching like some show I didn't want to watch because I just wanted something on TV. Right. You know? And, um, uh, uh, you know, the, I remember they did studies or someone did a study or some school did a study, you know, back then how TV, you know, was, uh, written for an intelligent level of like a teenager and or 12 year old or something like that. And just, you know, if you look back at those shows, they were very juvenile and very um, innocent and, uh, I don't know, clean. I'm trying to, I can blanket on the word I want to use, but, but the horror movies, you know, you'd hear about and eventually see, or I would, um, were so much different from them. Like mm. a you know, complete, you know, opposite side of the spectrum. You know, so maybe, you know, that just that difference of, of, you know, this boring stuff I wasn't necessarily into, by and large. You know, there was some stuff I loved, like MASH and stuff like that. But to go to the other side of stuff that I almost never was disappointed or bored with and, 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 and you know, activated things in my brains that, you know, they're my brain, <laughs> brain that, um, uh, you know, that nothing else did, you know, fired up synapses that, you know, nothing else in my life, uh, um, could activate uh except maybe comedy so rather than being um, about fear it was more about love um other than the action was there anything about specific about these horrors that you loved was it was it the gore um, was it you know was what was there something in particular you keyed into i mean it was it was kind of it was kind of everything though i mean i appreciated a non-gory uh horror movie that had a um, you know, a great story or a unique story. I appreciated uh, moments of suspense over gore, but then, you know, a, a cool gore kill scene was, you know, something to you know, marvel at and appreciate, especially, you know, um, when you had someone like Tom Savini, you know, uh, doing amazing work that you'd never seen before um, in horror mm -hmm. movies, you know, you didn't have these, you know, uh, guys running around in rubber suits, you know, you had, you know, very realistic, horror you only heard about via like the news or something, you know? Um, and, uh, what else is going to add to that? Uh, well, I think I covered it. There was one more, but I forget, but you know, example I was going to say, but, but again, like I said, it was all elements. I loved Alfred Hitchcock movies, you know, which were, you know, really there's the master suspense and then, but I could love, you know, like a Friday 13th movie, which, you know, was just, you know, uh, there was, I mean, there was a level of suspense, I should say, but basically mostly relied on like shock mm -hmm. moments, you know, um, and, uh, and they would build this, you know, the sense of dread and suspense would build among them because you knew Jason was always there, but it more relied on making you like scream because Jason would pop out, you know, stab you or do something graphic, you know? So, um, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's, I, you know, my, my love of horror is very broad. It's not anything specific. I'm not just Did like, you... I only like this type of horror. I am not a big fan. I'll say of, of, of ex extreme gore that's um, plotless, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so, um, and I'm not a fan of, of real gore. Like the face of death movies, obviously it's a lot of that stuff is faked in there and it's pretty obvious, you know, and that stuff I don't care about, but like, you know, the animal cruelty, um, it was on display, like in the first one, you know, I did not uh, enjoy that or crave that more and want to see more of that. I don't enjoy hearing about people really mm -hmm. suffering school shootings and stuff like that, you know, just saddened me, but horror movies are an escape from that, you know? And so when it's has an element of fun to it with a, a plot, it can be a thin plot. Like a Friday the 13th movies don't have deep <laughs> plots to them. Yeah. But just you know, but a plot fun, period, you know? 
yeah, they're a roller coaster ride, you know, and, and yeah. um, um, but uh, extreme gore with no purpose. It's just really just like trying to shock you um, with no plot. Just be like, oh, look, I'm doing something no one's done before. It's rarely been done, you know, and it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really do anything. For Did me. you dress up for Halloween? This year? No. I, no, <laughs> no, I stopped a long time ago. I mean, if, if, if you know, my girlfriend wanted to go to a costume party and have us dress up, I, mean, I, I would be all for it and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I stopped dressing up a, a long time no, ago. No, I mean in childhood. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you have a uh, Yeah, up until, um, I mean, I, I don't remember what year I stopped trick-or-treating and stuff like that. But um, Did you have a favorite costume? And yeah, so I pick out usually who I liked at that time. I mean, a lot of mine were Star Wars, and then um, I remember there was doing, no shortage uh, of Star Wars Ben Cooper costumes. No, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I remember. I, I don't remember if I did the Alien one or a Jaws one. I know they did have them. I'm, I'm pretty sure they had a Jaws one. How about um, a least favorite? But I did. I remember I got this black cape that my mom had from like a witch costume or something like that, and I would use that in. Um, by like a just the Darth Vader plastic mm. mask. I remember a couple of years, and I had like a jacket that had like the puffy sort of arms, and it was black, and so I could put together a decent looking Star Wars. It was actually the costumes themselves were real good. The mask was very cheap because I remember the kid across the street had won this contest at school where he got the you know the the Darth Vader mask, the you know the full one with the you know the two piece um and you know he would wear that for halloween and have almost like regular clothes on and <laughs> i'd have like this amazing costume and no mask. Plastic. <laughs> mask. and they would always marvel like, oh wow that looks so good and i wanted to be just like well let me have your helmet <laughs> you know because yeah. look it'd be i could complete the costume right. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, doing like I said, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, my last uh, couple of years of trick or treating because they had this uh, perfect, you know, costume part. Was there a reason why Darth Vader? It sounds like Darth Vader was your favorite costume. Uh, was it just because it was the most realistic one, or was there something else to it? Uh, I think it was maybe because it was the best costume, and I was just a Star Wars fan. You know, I mean, it wasn't my favorite character uh, necessarily. Star Wars, I don't even know my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's up there for sure. Um, but back then I was probably more of a Luke Skywalker, uh, fan, but I didn't have a good Luke Skywalker. Got outfit, it. Which, um, you know, so I just I had a good Darth Vader costume and I could wear a mask and hide who I was and, yeah. and, and go out and do that. So. Did you have any reoccurring nightmares when you were a kid? Not that I remember. Um, I do ever remember having one dream that was like a Dorian Gray. What was it? Dorian Gray. Who's the, who the was, painting uh, one? Yeah. I remember this one where you know I dreamt that I was trapped in a painting. Hmm. Nobody cared, <laughs> but um, but no, no, there wasn't a recurring one that I can. That, that I don't think I've ever had necessarily recurring. I mean, if it recurring themes, I think everyone has naked yeah. at school or something. <laughs> or the falling dream. Trying to find yeah. a bathroom because you got to pee real bad or something like that. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like the the. Sort of standard theme ones, but but not necessarily any that had the same sort of you know reoccurring set or or plot okay. line. Uh, did anything happen in your childhood in real life that terrified you? Mm, tough question. I'm trying to think. I mean, nothing jumps out that I can think of. So obviously, there's not something that has shocked me to my core to this day that I still go to therapy for or something. Right. But um, I mean, not even necessarily something you know traumatizing that you go to therapy for. Like I think in my interview, my answer was I almost got hit by a car and it was, it was scary. Yeah, there's probably something like that that's just not jumping out uh, right now. If I think of it later, I could try to revisit it. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly why uh, we do it in three phases. Sometimes sure, you remember yeah. things that you didn't remember before. Yeah, exactly, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, if I think of something, I mean, I'm sure there was moments like that where 
something equivalent to getting almost hit by a car that Mm -hmm. had an effect, but, um, uh, but offhand, yeah. So for the child, so for the childhood portion, we'll say, uh, it definitely did make you happy and horror definitely did make you happy. And for what Mm -hmm. part of it made you feel that way, it sounds like just the excitement. Sure. Like it doesn't sound like there's any other specific, uh, more specific thing. It's just the general excitement. Yeah. I mean, I think with a horror and, uh, overall it, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of things. If you're going to try to summarize it, that would probably be the, you know, the number one or, or, or maybe the you know thing or the best summary. But, um, but for me, horror is you know, pretty wide open as far as my love of it and why. Okay. So moving into teenage years, what were some of the, uh, the things that you consumed in teenage years that really stood out to you? Well, you know, I didn't see Dawn of the Dead until I was in my teens. And, um, you know, that had a, a big influence in me wanting to become a filmmaker because I enjoyed the art form of, of, of being able to tell a horror story that on one level was, you know, scary and exciting and an adventure and, um, uh, you know, all these things. And then on another level, you know, um, you know, had all this subtext to it that would, um, uh, you know, that you could rewatch and appreciate it again or, or break it down and analyze and discuss it on a level you couldn't necessarily do with like a Friday 13th movie. Mm. You know, and, uh, um, so that would definitely be one. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, I think aliens came out in the eighties. You know, I mean, that might not be the the best one. If I had more time to think about it, I might think of something else, but I, you know, I love the aliens movie and, the, um, uh, uh, you know, this, this large cast that had so many great, um, characters within it, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the amazing monster battle at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I thought something else had popped in my head and slipped out. I mean, there's so many movies that I love now from the eighties that it's hard to say if they had that effect on me in the eighties or when I actually did see them. Cause a lot of them I didn't see in the eighties. I love like, you know, frighteningly, I didn't see that until, I, I don't remember if I saw that in the eighties or if I saw that later, I think I did, you know, um, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, I love that movie, and I don't, know, <laughs> I don't remember if I saw that in the eighties or later, and on home video. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies that I saw um, for the first time in the video stores. I remember, you know, they'd have these standees and posters, and I'd get so excited to see them. And then, you know, finally they'd come in stock, and then someone rented them, you know, before me, and so you had to be there just the right time because they only had one or two copies, and maybe it'd take another right. few weeks for I'd finally get to see it, and then being horribly disappointed. <laughs> and, you know, yep. and, um, uh, you know, I love bad movies. There was movies I saw as a kid that I didn't realize were bad movies at the time until years later, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, that I loved. And then, but then there was once, you know, as I saw as a teen that I was just like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> and then later came back to love, you know, because, you know, I just. Um, you could set aside the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. But I can understand, you know, there's certain things that come through. Sometimes the love of filmmaking comes through with a lot of the movies I distribute, you know, they're, they're so rough around the edges and, and, and there's filmmakers who, you know, well, this kind of drives to something that I wanted to bring up anyway, because in our experience in these calls, particularly dealing with people who are in the business, there often are people who have two separate things that they love. One is the initial emotional connection to the material. And then the second thing is the, the, auteur part of it where it's, you know, the, the craft of, and, mm-hmm. you know, at least for the purposes of this call, we, we really prefer to, f- to fo- focus on the former because at least in my opinion, the latter it, while it being, um, 
a, a genuine thing to love almost comes secondary to the former because uh you know you could be an auteur of any kind of movie form but it's the mm-hmm. love of the specific form that that drives you towards that form do you know what i mean sure yeah. um so what were just off the top of your head can you think of what some of those early movies were that you thought of um that you like you loved them and then you said maybe i don't like them but came back to love them again well, I mean, there's movies I loved and then continued to love, but recognized later, like I mentioned the Godzilla movies, like, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid and very young age, I thought, you know, they built this giant robot monster. I was really wrecking cities. And for some reason as a kid, you know, it didn't register me that this was um, fake. And then, then right. but even as a young age, I do remember later realizing these were fake sets. And, um, uh, but, but, but I still love the movies and thought they were great. And then later, you know, would watch me like, well, okay, they are, they can be cornball and cheesy and stuff like that, but I still love them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, some of the, the Roger Corman movies, you know, I mentioned like buckets of blood, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I can still think it's an amazing movie. Um, but in a different way than I did as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, there was a lot of cheesy 50s movies with crazy looking monsters that, you know, at the time, you know, at a young age, I thought looked very cool. And, you know, now, you know, you can kind of laugh at, you know, and um, I'm trying to think. But it's just sort of the same vein as the Godzilla stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love like, you know, I think the thing with the, the bad movies is they're they're fun to be enjoyed with others, and I love watching like the Rift Tracks and the Mystery Science Theater three thousand uh, versions on them, or going to the theaters when Rift Tracks does them. Um, right. um, but I, that's a whole other really tangent there. That <laughs> there's a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. Did you continue dressing up for Halloween in your teenage years? Um, I don't remember when I stopped. I don't, you know, I, I probably stopped, I would guess somewhere around 13, 14 trick or treating and, and, and dressing up. And there wasn't like a lot of costume parties among, you know, uh, kids my age that I, I knew of. I remember going to one Halloween party where uh, one of the kids, local bands, you know, he was hosting and he had a band and they were playing music, but no one, I don't really remember anyone being dressed up for that or dressing up myself for that or dressing up, you know, I, I'm not sure when it stopped at school. Um, uh, uh, and then, you know, as an adult, I may be repeating something, but as an adult, I can, you know, I don't dress up and go to costume party. But again, if, you know, like my girlfriend said someone was doing a costume party, let's dress up. I would, I would go along with it for sure. I just, um, when in Rome, right? What's that? I said, when, when in, in Rome. Rome. Yeah, when in Rome. Yeah, exactly. And again, it depends on what the costume was. I don't think I would do something super ridiculous. I'd probably, uh, be, I'd be willing to do something safe-ish, you know, but, um, uh, but but again, I haven't. I don't can can't think of any costume parties I've been to as an adult. <laughs> kind of strange now that you think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, have did you have any really scary dreams as a teenager? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything that was necessarily reoccurring. There might have been reoccurring, you know, themes like um, you know, uh, being in school and realizing you're still in your underwear, or, or you know, trying to find a bathroom because you had to pee real bad, and it turned out you really did have to pee real bad. And, um, but um, uh, no, I mean, there was one scary dream that I always remember of like uh, uh, there was this uh, girl in a painting um, who uh, I forget if I was telling people that uh, uh, she was alive and no one believed me, and then when they weren't looking, she like transported me into the painting and she came out of the painting was alive. And, and I remember it's not like the people being like, 
where's Ron? And then someone being mm-hmm. like, who cares? There's this beautiful girl here now. <laughs> and I was like in the painting trapped and no one was helping me. You know, like I remember, you know, that dream um, uh, uh, scaring me and then and still a dream I remember from a very young age. Uh, it's funny. It uh, almost sounds pre-teens. like you uh, fell asleep watching Twilight Zone or Night Gallery or something. Yeah, maybe, like I, maybe I had watched a bunch of Twilight Zone and that's what uh, hmm. uh, triggered that dream. Um, uh, but uh, um but uh, nothing like say Nightmare on Elm Street where I kept dreaming I was in a boiler room and you know, the guy with uh, razor blade fingers was chasing me or right. something every, you know every night or for for months or years or something you know, they they would vary and a lot of, I remember a lot of the scary dreams I'd either forget or they were just a series of like images that were scary but they didn't necessarily have a set plot to them. right yeah I know like a, a underlying theme or, or connecting. Yeah. Uh, did anything actually scary in real life happen to you in your teenage years? Um, probably, but uh, uh, there's nothing that comes to mind. So I don't think there's anything necessarily out there that, you know, still um, uh, haunts me, you know, to this day. Like nothing you know, that changed. Th- th- obviously, you know, you, yeah, there, I mean, there probably was, I mean, I think, you know, uh, you know, you learn lessons from scary things that happen, like almost drowning or something like that, that you, oh, yeah, well, I won't, you know, I won't do that again. I won't swim alone or, you know, or try to swim under this long stretch of, you know, dock or something that, you know, where I can't come up for air. But, um, you know, that's part of just uh, um, growing and maturing and, you know, yeah. natural survival, survival. Uh, uh, I mean, some of it's instinct, but some of it is learned, you know. Uh, um, but, um, but I mean, I'm sure there's, there's some things that I'll think of later, but nothing that jumps to mind that I can tell a story of right okay. now. Uh, let's see. So you did mention, um, Dawn of the Dead was what made you want to be a filmmaker. Um, and that happened during this time. A horror filmmaker. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Cause I think Star Wars really kind of started me wanting to be a filmmaker, but, uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead made me think like, okay, you can do a horror movie, but it can also it can say something extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the, um, the part of making like star Wars one that made you want to be a, a filmmaker because as I've mentioned to other people on this call, you know, for me, I don't know. It, maybe I'm just weird, but like I, when I thought in terms of what careers were available as options, like, I don't even know that I really started thinking about many things outside, you know, you know, outside like, you know, metal medical field, or, you know, I think when I was a kid, I wanted to be an oceanographer or something like that. Like mm. the, the number of career options of available to me seemed very limited until, until I got to high school. So it always surprises me when I hear people say that they decided they wanted to be say a film, you know, film director or, or make films when they're a young child. Like I think to myself, how did you even know that was an option? Well, I, I mean, I didn't really fully take on the idea of, of, of making movies until I had you know, gone through college. I considered it, you know, when I was thinking of a career, you know, in, in high school, but I didn't think it was a realistic one to uh, try to take on. And, and I wish I had decided, bef- you know, before I started college and said, oh, I'm going to do this and did go to film school, but I didn't. So, but, um, you know, I didn't see Star Wars and then walk out of theaters and be like, I want to be a filmmaker. I think what, what Star Wars I draw, I say is the movie that made me want to be a filmmaker is because when I came out of that movie, I started really making up my own stories and heck and playing them with the neighborhood kids. And, um, 
And because I was making these stories and enjoying telling them and enjoying the reaction of people, you know, the friends playing them, you know, enjoying them, that that years later I could draw a line to that when I decided to become a filmmaker of, of where the genesis of that began. Yeah. Would you say that was kind of like your birth as a, as a creator in general? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think anything was this catalyst, like, you know, of me going, you know, I, I want to be a filmmaker because Dawn of the Dead was another, you know, part of it. It just made it maybe a little more specific or, or opened my eyes up to another element of it, you know? Yeah. I think what Steve was getting at was that it, it, it wasn't just like uh, you saw Star Wars and you're like, I want to be a cinematographer or a lighting yeah. rig technician. <laughs> like, right. Not that specific. Well, <laughs> it, but funny enough that he said, you know, pointed out a uh, uh, cinematographer. We spoke to Kareem Hussein, who is uh, was a cinematographer and director of photography. And he, mm-hmm. that same question came up with him. And I guess he, somebody bought him a, like a how to or making of book that was made of some horror movie back in the seventies and gave it to him when he was, was very young. And so he knew very early Mm -hmm. that there was this career path that he wanted to get into. Um, But I, I didn't know what that was like for you. So that's what I was asking. Yeah. No, I could, I could, um, I could definitely see that for, for a lot of people for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jumping up to, adult years, what were some of the, uh, or what have been some of the scariest books or movies or stories from your adult years? Uh, the movies, you know, from say when I came out of college or even in college to now horror wise, I mean, there's just, there's so many movies that I've loved over that period. Um, but has there been any that necessarily stand out that I'd be like, this is a top 10 I'm not the type of guy who sits down and does like my top 10 horror very, or has ever really. Um, I'm trying to think. Ooh, tough question. I um, personally find that usually it's the, like it, whatever comes to mind first, there's usually a reason for it. Um, I mean, one of the movies came to mind first was The Conjuring, but it's not one of my favorite movies. But I think because it represented um, sort of a new, more modern, you know, slick Hollywood type of horror movie, you know, its whole universe that I enjoy those movies and they're, they're fun to go and view, but they're hardly in my top. And I don't mean that as a put down. There's just so many horror movies I love hardly in my top um, horror movies. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great recent ones. Like I, I, I like a lot of the slow burn ones like the witch and, and um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Midsummer and, and, um, What's the one with the girl who, uh, you know, the brother's driving her home and face max and I'm horrible with names. Movies oh, yeah, too. Sometimes I blank. I have like this blank where I can't think of names, names of movies. And, but, uh, hereditary. Actually, which one? It was hereditary. The other. Hereditary, uh, yes, one. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I loved I love those movies and, and enjoy them, but there's, you know, there's indie ones. I'm trying to think of some good indie ones that are, I mean, some of those are indie, but I mean, like true indie, like the ones I distribute. I'm trying to think of some. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was going to say Martin, but Martin, I saw, I think I saw that in my teen years. Uh, uh, I the thing was, it, well, the thing was teen years and had a huge influence on me. Um, yeah. Uh, Vision of Body Snatchers, teen years. Let's see. Uh, I did recently see Martin, Martyrs, the original. Ah, yes. And, and, um, you know, I'd look for it a few times trying to find it on stream. I'll just buy it and watch it. And, um, 
Um, I thought it was an amazing movie, but it, but it, you know, it, it, it haunted me for like a day. You know? It does. <laughs> Those beating yeah. scenes are just oh, yeah, so, so tough. Yeah. But, but no, Martyrs is a great shot. example, I think, of uh, a, a good movie that's both brutal, but it has a plot, like you were saying earlier. Is it doesn't have a complete lack of a plot, but it's also fucking Martyrs, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautifully shot. It's a, it's a you know, a, a very original, unique idea. Um, it, you know, it keeps changing what it is. You know, it takes these, you know, uh, uh, you know, twists, you know, these you know, 90 degree turns in the plot that, you know, keeps you guessing. I had no idea what the movie's about going into it. And, um, and I loved the story. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where you're like, you want to recommend it, but, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but for sure, people who have, uh, you should, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I thought that was an uh, amazing movie. It, it, it's not necessarily one that um, uh, you know I would I would try to make. You know, if I could, you know, uh, come to something close to that. But um, uh, you're a fan yeah, of the it jumped right up there for me. You know, Old Boy was another one I saw, which I guess is a really horror movie, arguably. But um, uh, you know, I didn't see until my adult years that again you know, haunted mm -hmm. me for a good day. The twist at the end is just with no spoilers, but the, you know, it was just like, Oh my uh, God, are you seriously? You know, he just, this guy who's supposed to fuck everyone up and he just got fucked up so bad. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it was, a uh, um, you know, I would say it was in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to some of the ones that you mentioned earlier, the witch. Sure. What'd you like about that one? Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, you, you know, very unique. Um, the, I do enjoy the slow burns, you know, maybe mm -hmm. this harkens to my love of Hitchcock uh, too, where, you know, it, it just builds up this uh, suspense and dread and this feeling and, and this mystery, you know, of what's going on, which, you know, sometimes these movies don't even really clarify, you know, you, you gotta like, you know, sit and think and analyze and watch, you know, other people's videos on them or something like that, to, that to sort of like be like, Oh, maybe that is what's going on. You know, um, I, I find a lot of them, if you tend to trust your instincts, it turns out, you know, that you, you know, you do know what's going on in them and, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's a clear answer either, you know? Um, but the witch, um, you know, it's just, uh, I just found it to be a scary, uh, creepy movie, you know, uh, uh, that just, you know, the premise. gets into your psyche and under your skin. And, you know. Is there something about the specific premise of that movie that disturbs you? Mm, I mean, I think it's just an overall experience with that one. Um, you know, you got the, you got the creepy kids, you got the, the goat, you know, mm -hmm. you got the, um, you know, you, you, you sort of, you know, you feel for the girl and, you know, the, the way she's being treated by her family, you know, so, you know, when you take a, a hero, you know, the protagonist and you, and you put them in the situation where you think they're being, you know, treated unfairly or misjudged and you want them to, you know, that get the truth out there or the truth to be exposed and the truth is actually she maybe she was the witch all along, you know? So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's always a good, I think, um, plot device or, uh, uh, a good way of involving the audience and drawing them further into the story and keeping them on the edge of their seat, you know, talking about empathy. Sure. That's definitely part of it. I think, yeah, it, it can be empathy. I think what he's getting at is like um, when the character has the the main character, the protagonist has um, 
not the challenge because that's part of the whole hero's journey thing, but uh, something where they seem to be pitted against by every other character in the story. It, it helps you empathize more with them because you put them more on on your side. Yeah, usually protagonists, you kind of you know projecting yourself onto them. Mm-hmm. Naturally, as a viewer, and if you think they're being you know wrongfully accused or misjudged, you know, who hasn't gone through that in, the, in, in their life, their own lives, yeah. you know, um, you know, so you're rooting for that person and and projecting yourself onto them. Exactly, that person. the phrase I was going to use. Yeah, and and so uh, you know that I, I think you know that has um, an extra effect on the viewer. You know, taps into something you know on a uh, on a deeper level. You know, it's more psycholo- uh, psychological. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Midsummer? Uh, Midsummer again, you know, the, I mean, we can even tie hereditary and this, you know, just a, a unique story that, you know, a little more original than, than your average you know, uh, movie out there. I mean, a lot of these movies you can watch and, and know from the start what's going to happen at the end because, you know, they're following the same pattern, you know, um, these are movies you don't necessarily know where they're going to go. You don't necessarily know what's happening until, you know, it's slowly unveiled piece by piece and mm-hmm. um and and they're well you know shot where they both they, they do a good mix of say building a level of suspense and dread i sound like a broken record but but they also have these moments of shock value that you know uh make you you know edge up a little uh, uh more on your seat or pay you know pay a little more attention to the screen you know like jaws which we talked about earlier was great at doing that you know which Building up this level of you know a uh, fear down inside you, but but then you know the the face rolls into the the hole in the boat that you know makes you scream, or the shark pops out of the uh, water as he's throwing chum to him, and um, uh, you know it's, I think some of the best horror movies are the ones that are able to balance that, the ones that I can enjoy one that's almost all you know jump scares, but after a while the jump scares aren't as effective, so maybe I'm enjoying them just because they're fun or goofy or you know uh, to, you know time waster or you know whatever but um uh, and and i can enjoy ones that maybe never have uh a jump scare in them but that they're they're good at build, building that um you know sense of uh, dread so you just feel like uh you know like I, I would say a good one was um it's not really a horror movie but the um oh shoot what's the title to one of my classic uh, mind describe freaks. it to chris and he can probably uh it's the tarkovsky one where they're traveling to the have you seen any Tarkovsky? It's uh, the one where they're traveling on the uh, rail car. He's taking them on the journey. Um, it's probably his most famous one. Stalker. I knew it started with that. So, just kind of, um, so Stalker is a good one of, of just um, building. And again, it's not. It's maybe more of a sci-fi with no sci-fi in, sci-fi in it. But um, uh, of building suspense uh, without having any jump scares. And remember watching you know the movie and knowing you know other tarkovsky movies that most likely there wasn't going to be some big monster or some you know uh uh you know thing at the end you know that was clear cut of of you know what was in this room you know but um that they were going to but uh but still being on the edge of my seat and and feeling like at any moment something was going to jump out or something was going to reveal itself uh um but uh, and that's a movie that I love and is one of my favorites. That isn't a mix of the jump scare and suspense, you know, uh, elements. But most of the ones that I tend to like the best are good at. Uh, I would say overall, 
are mostly working up building that suspense and dread with a couple of jump scares. Uh, I was just going to say, it sounds like the summary at this point is driving more towards uh, suspense than anything else. Uh, even like yeah, monsters yeah. seem to live in support of the suspense. Um, I, I do think I think that the best horror movies are the ones that balance that the best. Very few movies can do one or the other and, and, and be considered say a classic. Um, but you know, but, but they doesn't mean they can't be enjoyed if they do one or the other. But like I said, stalker is one example of a movie though, that has no jump scares that I still think is amazing. Um, but it, but it's an exception to the rule, you know, movies like the thing and Halloween and Dawn of the dead. And, and, um, you know, I could go on and on are all movies that are good at, you know, building the suspense of the story and, and, you know, not knowing what's coming next and then peppering it with a few jump scares that, you know, it almost sounds like you like the tension a little extra at least. What's that? I said, it almost sounds like you enjoy the tension more than the release. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but man, I think you need those moments of release too. So I, I mean, it's hard to say cause I, I enjoy the tension maybe overall, but, but those little moments of release, you know, are, are amazing. You know, they are, they, they, you know, they did, it's kind of like, you know, like a drug, you know, yeah. fires, you know that, plus I mean, they're, they're necessary for differentiation between the release and the tension. You can't have a movie that's just nothing but build up in tension and yeah. credits. Yeah, it's, it's nearly impossible to do. Well, you, I was going to say you could, but the problem is that I think eventually the viewer gets tired of not having, because if you're just holding on all the time and never letting go, eventually right. that, that muscle just gets tired. <laughs> the viewer, yeah, the viewer will get irritated, maybe tune out or stop watching because they just realize an answer is never coming. And like I said Stalker is a rare movie that can pull that off, but mm-hmm. I can't think of another one offhand that's able to, to, um, uh, pull that off. Uh, have you had anything actually scary happen in real life as an adult? This is kind of like the teen question. I'm trying, I can't think of a, I can't think of a specific, not that I'm cruising through life with no worries, but, but um, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of my adult fears would center around my son, you know, being worried about him or something happening to him and living in fear of him getting hurt or, you know, if he's sick, if, you know, getting too sick or, uh, whatever. I think that's more of uh, the suspense <laughs> than the jump scare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but if there's, uh, um, you know, like a, like a scream out loud moment, I can't think of one offhand. Sorry. Okay. Um, let's see. You already said you weren't dressing up for Halloween. Um, you said in terms of finding people to associate with that are also fans of horror, it sounded like, um, maybe not on, in your personal life, but more like a work related, uh, s- uh, scenario. Well, I think you were asking more about my teens. Now, now, nowadays, like, you know, my son's not a big horror fan, but there are some horror stuff we watch together, you know, so I do, you know, I'm able to share them, mm-hmm. them with him and, uh, my girlfriend's kids, you know, um, they like some horror stuff. So there's some stuff like watch the new Halloween uh, movies with them. And, you know, it was fun to, to, um, watch them, experience them because they really hadn't been exposed to him too much, you know, and, yeah. um, and it's good, uh, back to the screen or jumped or whatever. Um, and then I do have, you know, f- friends who are fellow filmmakers who we, you know, will occasionally discuss something. Um, I mean, they're far away and I don't always get to see them with, uh, you know, with them, but, um, uh, actually when we're making movies is, is usually a, a fun time to, um, get together with friends 
a lot of my friends are, you know, kind of far away because I, and I only see them when working on the movies. So they'll come into the area. Like I have a bunch of friends down in Virginia and come into the area and we're shooting the movies. And usually after, you know, shooting for the evening, you know, we're all going to take showers and get some food and whatever. And we're sitting a lot of times everyone's staying at my house and, we'll get together and pop on a, a, a scary movie or even like a bad movie was a, it's fun to um, a thing to watch with friends and, and have that sort of shared experience. Or a couple of times we've gone to the theaters and saw uh, some movies and, and I do enjoy watching the movies with others. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't, I don't necessarily need it. I can enjoy watching the horror movies by myself. And sometimes right. that's actually more beneficial because I do like to study them and, um, and, Plus and it's more be distracted. Sometimes. What's that? Uh, plus, it's more effective when you're alone sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, uh, but but the shared experience, you know, I definitely have that more as an adult than I did as a, as yeah. a teenager, uh, and I had a, probably more as a kid than I did as a teenager too. So the questions from this point forward uh, are covering your entire life, not just any one section. But the first two okay. that I'm going to ask are I'm going to give you the the questions at the same time because the answer could be the same for both questions, or they could be different. Um, okay, cool. And these two questions would be, what is your favorite movie? And what movie would you say you've watched more times than any other? Uh, I'm probably sound like a broken record again, but oh, I, I, I should do, also, when, when I hang on. I should also say that this is not just related to horror. So like if your favorite movie is temptation of Christ, you could say that, you know, it, it's, sure. yeah. It's yeah well, I was going to say, I was going to say star Wars and new hope, but, but it, it, what's up there with it is the thing. And I'll explain why. So star Wars, a new hope, um, will always probably hold that top spot for me because um, it, it had an influence on me seeing in theaters as a kid like no other movie. I was on the edge of my seat from the moment that movie started until the end of it, and it just got better and better. And then, and com- you know, that, that year of Star Wars was like nothing I've ever seen in, in movies, you know, since. Like, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, came close and... Um, uh, the the first new Star Wars movie, the new you know trilogy that you know um, uh, came close in terms of feeling like the whole country was you know t- together in this experience, but not the, those still pale in comparison to Star Wars. And, and I'm sure Jaws had that same effect, but I was a little maybe too young to notice it much. I remember like Star Wars being talked on the news so many nights, you know, and 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 being talked about in in you know, popular culture spoofed, you know, and, um, but, but, uh, uh, yeah, that just, that, that movie, you know, propelled me, you know, really pushed forward my love of cinema, like nothing before, you know, so Jaws kind of was maybe the, you know, lit the fire, but Star Wars fanned the flames, you know, and made it into a bonfire and maybe, you know, um, you know, like I said, it's the, the line I can draw back to where I really started to become a filmmaker, but in more recent years, if I really think about the movie that maybe I truly do love the most, it may be John Carpenter's The Thing, because uh, it's one of those rare, perfect movies. There's only a few, like Jaws and Raiders Lost Ark and maybe Back to the Future or something like that, that I would say is like maybe the perfect movie, you know. Um, uh, but it's just, um, and again, for that could be my one for repeat value in terms of watching the most. Um, uh, though Jaws, maybe Jaws have watched more. Um, uh, but it's just uh, it's just an amazing movie with this you know large cast and I kind of talked about this like with Aliens and even Alien you could uh, say but you know this cast where you love you love all the, uh, the 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 members of it and you love their interactions and conflicts and the 
plot's amazing and the special effects you know again i saw that in theaters when it came out and um had never seen anything like it and i remember waiting in line and uh and you know the people were coming out from the showing before and someone asked this guy he's like what did you think of here how was it or something and he like his eyes were all big and stuff and he's like, <laughs> it was really weird and, and i was like dad that guy said that movie's really weird and that in a good like, way well that guy looks weird <laughs> <laughs> but it no, was no. it was like you know the special effects of that movie are amazing and i never get tired of that movie it never feels dated um uh, and again, it's one of those movies I can watch again and again and learn something new from or experience something uh, new from and appreciate it again. And uh, uh, there's a few movies like that that I, you know, that, that I'm sh- I, I never kept count. I know I've seen A New Hope tons of times. You know, I've seen Raiders of Lost Ark a ton of times. I've seen Jaws. You know, it, it, Jaws might be the one because anytime it was on TV, I would just sit down and watch the thing from whatever point it was. Where the thing isn't on the TV as much, but um, uh, but the thing's definitely up there is one of the ones, you know, that I've watched, you know, dozens of times. And the reason that we ask these two questions, because, and the reason that we cover, you know, your entire life and not just horror is because they tend to do one of two things. Either they underline something that you've already talked about, or they highlight something new that we haven't talked about and then give us an opportunity sure. to, to address that. And I would say, it sounds like these two are just underlying things that you underlining things you've already said. Star Wars is underlining sure. the the suspense and the thrill. And the thing is underlining yeah. the, the good story, you know, the, the writing. And, and it, it's in a way it's even, that's a tough question for me because my, uh, there's so many movies that are up there for me. Um, like, um, you know, I mentioned Alien and Aliens, you know, those are repeat viewing movies that I would be like, they're in my top 10, but my top 10 is probably like a hundred different movies, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. Psycho, I love Psycho. And um, I'm trying to think of some other non-horror ones that stand out to me. Uh, well, I <clears throat> There's something I can think of, but I wouldn't say they're in my top 10. Um, you know, like comedy. Do you see any like common that, threads about what kinds of no. horror you like in terms of cannibalism, occult, metaphysical, body horror? No, not necessarily. I mean, I do enjoy the monster movies, you know, um, and, and, you know, Jaws has a monster, you know, it's like nature gone wild sort of, but, um, um, but, you know, I, I've been drawn to monsters. Any idea why you like um, monsters? No, no, I don't think I really tried to think about it in depth, except, you know, just that, you know, they're, they're not humans, you know, they're, they look different and, you know, are, you know, extremely dangerous, you know, in most cases, you know, that in ways that human beings aren't. And, uh, uh, but you know, man as a monster is definitely, um, uh, you know, fascinating and interesting. Like Henry portrait of a serial killer, Texas chainsaw massacre, amazing movies that I love. Um, but you know, there's not really a, a non-human monster in those movies. There's just humans as monsters in a different way, you know, uh, or Halloween, you know, for example. Um, uh, but I think it was what we talked about earlier. The, that overall, it tends to be that mix of like a good story that does a good job of building the suspense, and 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 then it's peppered with those um, those shock moments. And you know, some of them are short. You know, like a simple jump scare, and some of them are like the thing. You know, the jump scare of that one is the you know the dogs. You know, when they when the dog starts to basically reveal it's 
it's alien and its face splits apart and it's you know, this is long scene where it's basically attacking all the dogs before the humans even show up and um uh that's like a long to me that's like a long jump scare you know um, sounds like it's monsters are a more yeah. open palette than humans are if that makes sense sure usually yeah yeah i mean there there is levels of horror with humans and you know I think is scarier because of a realism element to it, but, um, but the, but the monsters, yeah, there's yeah. The, the, you know, the sky's the limit if it's a monster. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the last questions here have to do with, uh, you know, it, it, once we've narrowed down on what it is that you like about these things. And so far it's the, the summaries are coming to be, you know, suspense, um, good writing, and the monsters mm. being sort of an open palette in terms of being able to write, you know, whatever you want. Then the next question is, okay, well, but why horror? Because couldn't you find that in other genres, specifically the one that comes to mind right now mm. is sci-fi because you know, that that's also wide open. And I think, you know, star Wars really touched on that. Sure, I'm a, um, I'm a big fan of, of sci-fi. And I think as a kid, I was more of a, my, you know, my, my preteen years, I think I was more of a sci-fi fan than a horror fan or, you know, overtook it as I got older, but, um, but I'm still a big sci-fi fan, you know, um, but I can, you know, I love drama. I love foreign movies. I love uh, comedy. I love, you know, action, you know, so, so um, why do you put horror uh, above all of you that? Know, come back. I think cause it's maybe consistently, you know, like I can, I can enjoy uh, a bad horror movie where I want to enjoy, say, a bad drama or romance, you know, <laughs> but sure. but I can enjoy a good horror movie. So I think it, you know, it's maybe it's a field that lends itself more to um, uh, extremes, um, and also because you know more horror movies will um, go against you know the the Hollywood trends, you know, so they can be more unpredictable, you know, and 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 you know that makes it more appealing. But also because I work in horror, you know, so horror is is constantly you know in my face every day with movies I'm distributing or movies being sent to me to acquire and movies I'm trying to make and you know so um you know it's a it's a it's a, a subgenre or genre you can say is a uh, specifically I should say genre not subgenre um that I do um enjoy the most because of so many different reasons but you know I've gotten more sci-fi as of recently and I do it did take me a few years to realize like to remember like oh yeah sci-fi is, is you know really you know a, 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 you know a huge um uh, part of my life or, or has a, is, is up there, you know, very close to horror, you know, you know, I loved like the old Battlestar Galactica series. I love the new Battlestar Galactica series, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Well, we mentioned this earlier on the call that, you know, at least personally, I feel like the auteur side of it is secondary to the emotional impact part of it. And it sounds like the emotional impact part of it really comes down to the thrill and the, the suspense and the excitement. Um, and I, it doesn't sound like there's anything more, specific than that you know like for other people that we've talked to for example i think it was ken anthony specifically like vampires you know it doesn't sound like you're specific mm. in any anything it's it's just the overall general feel of no. it. yeah yeah i could be open to any subgenre. you know i can enjoy a vampire movie if it's if it's an amazing vampire movie you know? considering but no that's um it sounds like the uh the common thread there is, is suspense or the the thing that horror offers more than other genres is either um more suspense or like you said it has, it has more of um it's more accepted i guess it gets it gets more of a pass as far as b movies sure, yeah. go like you have more 
commonly enjoyed B movie horrors than you do in any other genre. Well, sure. And that's the other thing about horror. I would, I would probably is, disagree um, with that only because the caveat there is, like, for example, a, a person who's a sci-fi fan would probably prefer B B movie sci-fis than B movie horror. You know what I'm saying? It's you're getting yeah. the pass because it's the thing you loved in the first place. But, but at the same time, I would say you get the pass with horror of that. Like you're more, you're less likely say to watch, you know, some drama or comedy if you don't know who's in it. Where horror. You don't always care who's in it. You usually, you know, will watch it just based off of the title or the plot, you know, the, or the simple synopsis or, you know, or the poster, you know. So, um, you know, in that way, you know, horror does get that pass. Last question. Considering the theme of the podcast, is there anything relevant that you're aware of that we haven't talked about? Maybe something that popped up in your head while we were talking that you didn't get to say? Um, no, nothing jumps out. Um, uh, I didn't really stop to think about it, but I think you covered it all pretty well. <laughs> uh, you know, with any podcast, I usually just, uh, uh, or, or interview, I should say, I, I, I go along with right. the questions are and figure in there we're covering. Because, you know, if you're talking about something like horror or um, uh, filmmaking and distribution, you know, you, you can you know, write several novels off it sometimes. So. Uh, is there, you guys are narrowing in on what you want to discuss, and that's yeah, good with no. me. It would that question is just there. Cause you never know. So there might've been something, you know, half an hour ago that you thought of that you wanted to say, and it never came up a conversation. Oh yeah. No, I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, so like I say, I think the summary for you really boils down to the, the thrill and the suspense of it, unless you can think of a better summary. Yeah, no, no, I think that covered it. Well, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate having you have a guest. Sure, thank you for having um, me. Hit the closing here, and thank you to anybody out there listening. Please do come visit us at horrormixeshappy.com. Um, you can hit us up on social media. We've got links there. Um, all the icons at the top on the on the page are actual links to our social media. Um, come let us know how we're doing. Tell friends. Let other people know about it. 